This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Everybody and welcome to the Friday edition of Invest Talk. It is May 18th, 2018. I appreciate you being with me. I'm here to try to help you expand your investing knowledge and gain some perspective on this whole money marketplace. And it's a discussion, really. I hope you feel comfortable with calling me and ask your questions. Now, being Friday, our premium newsletter went out today to subscribers. It's a weekly publication, kind of an investor briefing. I give out each week um, a sampling. Uh, you know, I also each week try to give out a sampling of his contents. So whether you're interested in it or not, and we'll do that coming up. But first, it's time to take your calls. Not, you know, that that's what you drive this show, not me. Remember, you can ask your question when it's convenient for you, and we'll try to answer it on the following Invest Talk or soon thereafter. 888-99-CHART is a number. Here's one that came in before today's program. Hi, this is Richard from Texas. Question, I'm not going to be able to listen to your webinar live. I was wondering, is there going to be a replay on YouTube at a later date? Let me know. Thank you. Bye-bye. What we normally do is uh, we put it on our uh, website with investors, in, uh, those who are investor insiders, okay, uh, Invest Talk Insiders. And to be an Invest Talk Insider, it's free. You just have to just sign up. I mean, it's not like it's a real simple thing. And then it's available for you to listen to anytime you want on our website. And it takes a week or two after the webinar, so it will be available for free to anybody who really wants to listen. And I'm hoping you will. But thanks for the thanks for the question. I appreciate that. So eight 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 ninety nine charters our number. It's our number that it's always the same. Has been for I don't decades. By the way, at least two. <laughs> so you can call anytime you want. Now taking a look at our newsletter for today that we send out every Friday. Remember it comes out every. I write that thing out. Write it every Friday. I started with the market report, and the market volatility, I said, remains remains with us, but the economy is still showing signs of not only health, but growth. So it's growing. Uh, we got a bunch of numbers this week, April retail sales number, home builder sentiment number, construction numbers, industrial production numbers, and most of them look pretty darn good. So that's kind of important. Remember, the stock market only reflects earnings of the corporations, right? And the stock market looks forward. So what it looked forward last year to this year's earnings. So we're working off excess. So our conclusion here is the stock market just all it's done is working off its ex- excess, but it's not collapsing. What's how is it working off its excess is earnings. Corporate America is hitting on all economic fronts. So corporate earnings are growing, driving down the price P.E. ratios, driving down the price of the P.E. ratios of the stocks. So what's the danger ahead? I touch touch on that. What's our danger? And I bring in the sentiment of economists. The majority of economists are predicting a recession to begin in 2020. So what might bring that on? I delve into that a little deeper. As always, we have a pair of stocks 
may I, I that we we suggest that you might consider the two we gave out today are actually ones that we own in, in some of our managed accounts then in the portfolio management sections I talked about balance sheets and that's boring for most of you but they're strong balance sheets usually consist of moderate amounts of debt and, and enough cash to run the business well how do you know that how do you judge that that kind of thing and I know it's boring, but it's extremely important if you're going to invest in stocks. And finally, each week we try to hand you some advice or insight. Often we talk about how money intersects with real life. Today we explore the idea of early retirement. All of us wish or dream of retiring early. What that means? What, what, can you do it? You know, so for some of us it just means, you know, lifestyle changes. Others want to keep the same lifestyle, so that just means you have to have the money for it. Everybody's different. So that's a quick look at the newsletter today. If you'd like to try it, it's pretty easy. Okay, uh, you, you, there's no risk involved here. It's, what, $10 a month for four issues. So go to investtalk.com and click on the Invest Talk tab. We're, uh, we're talking about uh, balance sheets earlier, right? Just a few seconds ago. Companies are borrowing more and more money to stay competitive. Did you know that? Is this a growing problem? Trouble ahead for your energy, telecom, and retail stocks that are, that's going to be our main talking point. Why? The trouble is debt. I'm going to talk about debt. Why is that a problem? Well, we're going to discuss it. Also, um, how you can screw up your 401k. I'm going to tell you the most common, five common ways that people screw up their 401k. Pretty hard to do, but you can do it, and it happens all the time. And what has been the worst sector this year so far? The worst performing sector so far this year. What's been the worst one? We'll talk about that. And we didn't. I don't think we got to the LEI, Lean Economic Indicators, yesterday or Industrial Production yesterday. So I want to talk briefly about that. And how to save you double your salary or more for retirement by age 35. Millennials are way, way, way behind. Way behind already. That's what we're going to talk about. Okay, so the market itself today was kind of a, the Dow was up one, up one. The NASDAQ was down 28, and the S&P was down seven. So we still have a market that still doesn't know what direction it really wants to go. It has no direction so far this year. No direction. Here we are in the middle of May, and the market has, had not, has no direction. It was up a bit in January, fell fell 10% in February, 10, 11, 12%. I think it was 12% at the extremes for the S&P and the Dow. Fell 12%, and uh, here we are. The market's down, you know, flat for the from that point on. That's what we're looking at. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm financial advisor Steve Peasley. What's the key to multi-billionaire Warren Buffett's run as the most successful investor in history? You can make the argument that it's fundamental analysis. It's a tried and true method for gauging any company true the company's true underlying value. Shouldn't you know more about that? Sign up for our free webinars coming up on May 30th. We'll be explaining the power of fundamental and technical analysis. All you have to do is register now at investdoc.com.
get back to Invest Talk answers to life's important money questions, our direct line is 888-99-CHART. Okay, we're going to go talk to Art in Menlo Park. How you doing, Art? Good, Steve. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I was uh, looking at um, General Mills. I've been uh, watching it uh, in the 42 range, and uh, I was probably going to let it uh, uh, sit around this level for a little bit before I uh, actually buy some. I was just wondering what your thoughts were, because I think... uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, consumer goods like this, they're probably one of the worst, Yep, be my guess. That is, you hit the, I was going to talk about it later on the show, that is then the worst sector, consumer staples, and that for the for the first uh, three months of the year, uh, and General Mills is a consumer staple. So, Art, you're looking at it correctly. You know, the, the sector that's the worst now it's gonna gonna bounce. I can't tell you when and how much, but it is. It's the stocks where you you look there for some value, and General Mills is a good value company. GIS is a symbol, everybody. It manufactures cereals, specialty foods, yogurt, dough mixes, and snacks for re- retail industry, uh, for retail basically. They pay now because the stock has fallen from almost $60 down to this 41, 42 area. They pay now a 4.7% dividend. They have a $4.25 cash flow. That's 10% of the price of stock. That's very good. They pay, they, they're going to earn, they're going to earn $3.16 the next year after making $3.07 this year. So, so it's a good, solid company. We're talking about a 14 PE, and the five-year range is 13 to 25. Return on equity is 40%. That's very, very, very good. Sales, well, it's growing 2 or 3%, and, and that's, that, it's just not going to be a great grower. But this is a great time to buy it and pick it up for the dividend, Art. I mean, yeah, 4.7%. Yeah, because I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, we dropped it. I'm sorry, Art. Yeah, the dividend is what you buy this for. Uh, and it will it will recover. There's going to be a recovery. I just can't tell you how long it will take. But while you're waiting, you're going to get 4.7% on your money. Can it go down more? Of course, something could happen bad to it. But how bad is it going to be? Is a non-cyclical stock and makes cereal, food, yogurt. That stuff sells no matter what, if we're in a recession or not, right? Still sells. General Mills, everybody. GIS the symbol. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So let's talk about debt. Corporate debt. Corporate debt. This has been a the, the, this has been a problem that no one is really looking at. And I'm, I mentioned yesterday or the day before the national debt uh, that no one really is talking about. You know, our national debt has been growing, and at some point. Investors will turn their eyes to that. Now, what's going to be a problem here is in corporate debt, the debt was so, the cost of debt was so low, there was a lot of borrowing just to just to borrow, to have the money and the cash on hand for the corporations. But what you're seeing is some the money was so easy to get. Those companies that were struggling, struggling got lots of 
borrowed lots of money to try to get themselves out of their financial situation. And now those very same companies have debt on their books and they're going to try to refinance it. They're going to try to they still have it. What kind of companies am I talking about? How about companies like Neiman Marcus, uh, PetSmart, Sears, uh, JCPenney? How about Tesla? See, every one of these companies, their debt has been downgraded. So when you get your debt ground downgraded, the next time you need to refinance that debt, borrow more money, it is going to be much harder and much more expensive. And you can't you can't afford the old debt, let alone more expensive new debt to re, you know to replace that old debt with. So it's going to be a problem for certain companies. So you as an investor, one of the things you want to look at is the debt level, the kinds of debt that companies are that you're looking at that you want to buy or own. What is their debt? Even the companies you own right now, what kind of debt do they have? Is it is it too much for them? Is it, have they been downgraded? Their debt have been downgraded recently. Debt can be a killer for a stock. Okay, now you have to use your common sense. Some companies use debt to grow, like banks. So not all debt is bad. Some debt is good. A company buying another company that might be a good debt that they took on, because the cash flow from the purchase pays for the debt. But you got to make sure that that's that's going to happen. I wish it was easy. It's just not. You just have to do the homework. You have to do the work. And if you don't want to do the work, then don't pick individual stocks. You hear questions about stocks on Invest Talk, but it's, let's say you want, let's say you want to know more about how to build a balanced portfolio. You're welcome to ask. Our anytime number is 888-99-CHART. Let's get back to Invest Talk, made possible each day by KPP Financial, not tied to a corporate mentality. Each and every investing decision puts their clients first. Independent thinking, shared success. And now let's hear your question today 888 99 chart. You can get through to Invest Talk. Okay, let's talk to Ben in Mississippi. How you doing, Ben? Hey, Steve. Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Yeah, my question I wanted to ask about, a, I picked up a REIT last month. It's a Doc Positions okay. Realty Trust. And okay. uh, I bought it at 15. And I, I don't know what, I, I looked at the PE ratio just the other day, and the forward PE is 48 on that darn thing. And I don't know if I overlooked something or if, if something changed. But um, well, let's t if they let's take a look. Okay, uh -huh. so no, no, you're some somebody's wrong. Where did you find that forward PE? What website were you looking at? Uh, fin Finviz. Finviz had I like Finviz by the way. Finviz had a forward PE of forty eight. They're saying their EPS next year is thirty cents. Okay. Well, I have the EPS earnings per share next year at a dollar fourteen, 
Now, are you sure? Okay, wait a minute. Time out. Hold, roll back, roll back. Are you sure that's not EPS for a quarter? Because that's what they're making, about 30 cents a quarter. Well, that would make sense, but FinViz doesn't do that, do they? Yeah. they don't they come? Because the EPS I, next quarter, they've got it 7 cents. And the EPS next huh. year, they've got it 30 cents. So, okay. Uh, so well, that's FinViz. I, yeah, FinViz I have... I have up, then. I feel much better yeah. about holding it now. Then, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, you're okay. I, yeah, it's going to make a dollar fourteen. It's a fourteen dollar stock, so it's a ten PE next year. And the range is fourteen to four hundred and twenty-five. So it's a huge range. But the bottom is fourteen. And based on my earnings, it's going to be about what? No, about eleven or twelve, thirteen maybe. So I think I think you're okay there. That's not really a problem. And it doesn't, this is a DOC, D-O-C, everybody, Physicians Realty Trust. So it's a real estate investment trust investing in 280 properties located in 30 states. And they're going to make $1.10 this year and $1.14 next year. And being a $14 stock, that's a reasonable price. I mean, that, that's a very, very reasonable price. And I got them growing about 30% in sales a quarter. So I think you're okay. I think you're okay, Ben. That uh, is a problem with these free websites. They, you know, I, I buy the information that I'm talking to you about. I buy it. And these, these are companies that, you know, they, this is what they do for a living is gather this information. So my, 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 my earnings per share is probably better than, you know, free websites earnings per share. Yeah. Not that they're bad. They're That's usually probably, pretty good. It's just... And I've got TD Ameritrade. That's who I broker with, so I probably should uh -huh. get more familiar with their with their. But I, I just, I don't. I guess I've been using Finviz for so many years. It's just my go-to spot. <laughs> Everything's right. Well, good. I like yeah. it. I think it's a, I think it's a very good, good free website. Don't, don't, you know. But you might want to, whenever you have a question about earnings like that, what you want to do is just check a couple of the places. Uh, you can check uh, Market Watch. Uh, Yahoo Finance. There's different places uh, uh, that you can go to just to check the earnings next year's, and you know, then you go if you can see a big discrepancy. Okay, something's wrong. You know, that's, that's what you're going to see. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Or I could just call okay, you. Okay. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Or call me. That's fine too. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. That was uh, Physicians Realty Trust. DOC is the symbol. They pay a 6.3% dividend, by the way. 6.3. Not bad. And they can afford that dividend based on the earnings. I see. So I kind of like it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So the consumer staples, as I mentioned when we talked to uh, Art, was the worst uh, sector so far this year. Consumer staples down 13.9%. And that's at a two-year low. And what kind of companies are we talking about? We're talking about companies like Walmart, Procter & Gamble, uh, uh, Philip Morris. These are kind of defensive stocks. These stocks usually work pretty good in a in a, a slow economy or, or a recession. They they hold up pretty well. They're just not doing very well right now. And again, remember, it's because of debt. Now Walmart, Procter Gamble, there's not going to be a problem with this company. But if you're looking at other companies, and as I mentioned, Neiman Marcus and J.C. Penney's, and what all I need you to do is understand that if a company has lots and lots and lots of debt, they're going to have a hard time refinancing. That company's not, stock is not going to perform that much, not that well. And um, 
And why is this happening? If you step back a little bit, just step back, and you know that interest rates are rising, right? And there's competition between the 10-year treasury, 10-year treasuries, and dividend-paying stocks, right? If I can get 6% on a 10-year treasury bond, why would I take a risk and get 5% on a dividend-paying stock? I can get more taking no risk on treasury. So there's competition for your dollars, your invested dollars, between dividend big blue chip companies and bonds. And interest rates are rising, so it's making those bonds look more attractive. Looking, And so some stocks with a lot of debt that pay a dividend are looking less attractive. That's all that, that's what that means. That's what's happening. You have to understand the background. So what's coming up next on the next Invest Talk? What do you think? How to invest in real estate without buying property. We just talked about one. Physicians Realty Trust. But for now, I'm here to answer your questions, whatever they may be. Call, as long as they're financial, you can call now at 888-99-CHART. Our podcast continues, but first, a reminder about our upcoming webinar. There are two tools that serious investors can't do without. Fundamental and technical analysis. We get a lot of calls from people who want to know how to analyze companies. These two techniques kind of help you look under the hood. There's competitors, there's positions in the industry, revenues, income. But you can't analyze stocks with fundamental analysis alone. Shorter-term traders rely heavily on technical analysis. That shows patterns. There are trend lines and, and moving averages. It's not as complicated as it looks. It really isn't. Join Invest Talks Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for this free live webinar Wednesday, May 30th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. So we're going to pack a lot on this webinar. I hope you can join us. It's May 30th and it's free using fundamental and technical analysis to take your investing to the next level. All you do is register. Just go to investtalk.com. That's investtalk with two T's and investtalk.com and click on the invest talk tab we thank you for joining us each day if you're new to the game bring your beginner questions we invite you to call right now or anytime 888-99-CHART hi steven justin this is eric from southern utah had a question for you i was wondering if uh now is a good time to be um, developing a bigger cash position, kind of uh, taking some profits. I kind of have a hard time uh, uh, selling stock as the market goes up. I know that's what you should do. Wondering if uh, if you're accumulating a cash position right now. And in particular, I'm looking at one stock that uh, I'm thinking about uh, selling some of my profits on, and that's um, OMF, One Main Holdings, Inc. It's a, a, a bank banking stock. Um, I'm up about 60% in it. It's not a huge part of my portfolio. It's maybe 2.5% or so, so I'm not overly exposed with it, but uh, just looking for opportunities to sell off some positions as the market seems to be moving up a little bit here. Love to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much and really appreciate your show. Bye. Um, it you should have some cash on hand, and if you need to rebalance your portfolio, this would be a good time to do it because we want to put money to work before the fall. So we're, the market is choppy. We've seen it happen, and I think it's going to continue to be choppy throughout the summer. So 
Having said that, we want to have money to invest when the market falls. If the market corrects more or if it goes down, you buy. So producing cash now, for instance, we produced cash a while back and we have that ready to go. Uh, now's the time I'm looking to put it to work somewhere. Your particular company, you're, like, you're talking about OMF, One Main Holdings Inc., is a $4.6 billion company, and it's a pretty reasonably priced st stock. Um, it's a bank. Uh, it's out of uh, Indiana. Uh, their profits are 10 11% per quarter. Uh, it pees 13 um, and their they their earnings are scheduled to jump dramatically this year, so that's going to push the PE down, and that's probably why the stock is doing well. They're seeing more profits coming in, so they they've got it four dollars and eighty nine cents this year, then five dollars and forty two cents a share next year, and a thirty four dollar stock. It's like an eight PE, you know. So it's pretty reasonably priced. I don't know. There's negatives. They only have a 9% return on equity. That doesn't sound very good for a bank. It sounds pretty low, actually. I have a feeling they might have purchased something. Yeah, I have a feeling they purchased something. That's how their earnings can jump from $2 to $4. So you're going to have to take a look at the debt ratios and see, what, you know, even though it's a bank, they, maybe they incurred a lot of debt to get the earnings growth. I don't know. Um... If it's too big of a portfolio, I don't know if I'd sell it. Maybe take some profits, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd sell it. I'd have to take a closer look at it. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So let's talk about the economic numbers that came out this week. Leading economic indicator was up four-tenths of percent. That was the same as it was the month before. Uh, we had uh, new construction that was down a little bit. We uh, we had uh, retail sales. That was up pretty good. And revised the month before resales up. Uh, we have industrial production um, was up 7 tenths percent in April. Uh, it was expected to be up 6 tenths and the month before was 7 tenths. So it was still up. Uh, but util capacity utilization, I mean the factories, utilizing the factories is at 78%. That is almost full capacity, everybody. We only get up to about 80% at the most, usually. Why? Because 20% is down for repairs or there's always, for some reason, there's always slack, at least in recent history. So we're pretty much at capacity. So obviously our economy is firing on all cylinders. Uh, and the numbers are just telling you that. This might push, this might, this is definitely going to push GDP for the second quarter to 3% or higher. And it could push it as high as 4%. We haven't seen that. Uh, I can't tell you when. I don't even remember for, if we got to 4% for a second quarter. And it's possible. It's possible. So that's a very healthy economy. You should ask yourself, then why isn't the stock market moving up? Why is it just going sideways? Well, the answer is pretty obvious. The market has been moving up, moved up all last year. And of course, remember, the market always looks forward. So I think this is the, probably the best scenario we can have to get rid of the overvaluation of stocks. And that scenario is the stock market moves sideways while earnings keep coming in. 
It drives the P.E. down. It drives the price running ratio down. And, you know, right now, I mean, we got the price running ratio last year was up pretty darn high. Um, and it, we're still working that off. But the more time, the longer the earnings keep coming in at accelerated rate and the stock prices don't go up, the longer that happens, the better. The better for the next move up. I, I, I kind of like it. Kind of like it. We, we need that to happen more, though. We haven't, we haven't worked off our excess yet. When you sign up to be an Invest Talk Insider, you get the key to all kinds of useful information and lists that can make your investing life easier and more productive. An example is our library webinars that you can, can access anytime you want. It's all free. Never charge for any of it. Sign up on investtalk.com. Click on the Invest Talk tab. How would you like to invest in the same program as your financial advisor? You can when you choose any one of the investment programs at KPP Financial. The principals at KPP invest their own money right along with their clients. It's called parallel investing. KPP Financial. Independent thinking. Shared success. Hey, Steve and Justin. My name's Craig, and uh, I'm from out here in Iowa. And I got a question for you. Um, when I was pretty new to investing, I bought a stock that uh, I probably shouldn't have. And I was just kind of going on the word of a friend that I knew. And anyway, I bought a uh, stock. The company is called CopSync, C-O-P-S-Y-N-C, I believe. It seemed to grow for a little while. I bought it at about $4 per share. And then all of a sudden, uh, of course, it started to tank and it went straight down. And it's now worth about four cents per share, and it's been going that way for anywhere from three to five cents per share for months and months now. And I just saw that uh, they have now um, filed some court documents for liquidation bankruptcy. And I'm wondering what are my options? You know, I've just been hanging on to it, thinking that maybe someday something would happen or they'd be bought up, but nothing like that's going to happen. It looks like. So should I just hang on to this until this all shakes out? Um, I mean, I've got about what four, three or four dollars worth of, of worthless stock now, and I'm wondering what happens to that in the end. On my end, it's in a uh, Fidelity account. Uh, thanks for your help, and uh, I'll listen to your answer on the podcast. Thanks, bye. Yeah, it's going to be worthless. Uh, as a stockholder, you'll get nothing uh, for it, um, and it'll be on your it'll be uh, on your in your portfolio, and probably stay there with a zero uh, value, okay, because the shares are still there. Now, uh, you probably could at some point, if you want to get it out of your portfolio, that you could probably get Fidelity or whoever your custodian is to take it out of there and take it and put it on their, their sell it to them for a penny. The, the, many of them do do that. But it's not going to be worth anything. Don't think... Don't think it's going to be worth anything. It's not. They're filing for bankruptcy. Liquidation means get rid of everything. And what happens is you as a shareholder usually gets nothing because you're the bottom rung on the on who gets what. The top rung is bondholders. They're going to get first uh, any assets, if there is any, first is theirs. And usually that wipes out all the assets and you get nothing as a common shareholder. 
Okay. Let's go to Alonzo in Sunnyvale. How you doing, Alonzo? Hi. I'm uh, calling about uh, Campbell Soup. They released their earnings, and their CEO is stepping down. And I bought them at 44, but it was a small position. I'm just wondering if I should just put in more. Okay, uh, another staple company, uh, Campbell's Soup. Uh, they're a $10 billion company, manufactured, condensed, and ready to serve soups, Mexican sauces and broths, pasta sauce, canned poultry, snacks. And they're, they're going to make $3.12 this year. They're going to make $3.24 next year. And they just came out with earnings and talk, took a dive from, what, $39 down to $34. So, <clears throat> it's interesting though, sales actually grew. Sales grew. But the problem is, is that they didn't grow like they were supposed to grow. And the CEO stepped down. And so, actually, I don't view this as bad news, Alonzo. I really don't think. I'd have to look into it more deeper, but I don't think it's mm -hmm. that bad of news. Uh, so I think your thinking is correct. I would, since it would just happen today, I, w I would think I think it's smarter just to wait a few days to see where the stock goes, just in case it hasn't bottomed yet. So I'd probably wait okay. a week or two, and then uh, he's paying 4.1 percent now. So yeah, I think just like the others we talked about, this is a stable company. They're very solid. Uh, they have a little bit more debt than I'm comfortable with. And that has been my complaint about these kind of companies. They're carrying on too much debt. But they can easily pay for the debt, but they still carrying on carry too much debt. But, you know, it's a good, solid company. I think that, you know, it's going to bounce somewhere. And this looks like a good price for it. But just be patient. Don't be a rush to jump into it and buy more yet. Okay? All right. Thank you. Thanks, Alonzo. I appreciate the call. CPB is Campbell Soup symbol. C. P is in Paul, B is in boy. Let's go to Rashid in Dublin. How you doing, Rashid? I'm good. How are you, Steve? I am good, and I thank you for calling. Uh, I had a question about a company called Viva, V-E-E-V. -E -E um, I bought it at 60, sold it around uh, 72. Um, I want to buy in more, um, and I want to know what's the long-term Target for it. I'm going to hold it for a very long time. Four, five. Okay, what was the symbol again? I, I think I got the wrong symbol. V E E V. Victor, all, all, Victor. Okay, Viva Systems Inc. Yes. Okay. Uh, Viva Systems Inc., headquarters out of Pleasanton, uh, develops cloud-based software for sales marketing functions of companies in the life science industry. It's an $11 billion company. Uh, it's really, a, that's a big company, and I don't know anything about it, and that surprises me. <laughs> I usually know most of the companies that are big, and this is $11 billion, so they're going to make $1.32 this year. That's up 40% from last year, and then another 15% increase next year to to $1.52, and their sales growth is solidly in the low 20% plus range, 20 to 25% every quarter. So it's very consistent. Uh, the stock has moved up very nicely because of that, and I would be very hesitant about putting more on now simply because 
Now you're looking at uh, you know a dollar fifty-two and a seventy-seven dollar stock. That means it's pretty expensive, okay? So ten, twenty. We're talking about. Uh, let me see. Uh, Fifty PE ish, fifty something like that. Uh, it's good return on equity. Good solid company. Don't get me wrong, Rashid. It's a good solid company, but I don't know if I want to pay that much for it. I think it's a bit expensive. That uh, you own it, right? You said you own it. I I sold it at seventy two. I want to reenter. Um, okay, don't uh, reenter. No, you know, don't do that. Always, Okay. No. You always Let's talk wait. about the trading range for a PE. Uh, what is the range for yeah, this? Yeah, this one has a low of about fifty-five dollars and a high of about seventy-seven, seventy-eight dollars. So I would not put this back on until it goes at least down to the low sixties. That's where I'd be a, a, okay. a, more interested as a buyer. Okay, Rashi, thanks for the call. Appreciate okay. it. 888, that, uh, by the way, V is in Victor, E is in Edward, E is in Edward, V is in Victor. Viva Systems, Inc. Name of the company. Good, solid company. So how can you screw up your 401k? You can. I got five things you can do to screw it up. So in other words, don't do these things. We'll get to that before the end of the show, I promise. Time for Invest Our Personal, everybody. What is step one in preparing for your retirement? Earlier we talked about the fact that preparing for retirement is more than just about money. AARP urges its members to first define their retirement. Remember I talked about this yesterday? What kind of retirement do you want to live? What kind of lifestyle? You have to define it. You probably have some idea, most people do, what you want to be and what you want to do. Now, here's where you write your objectives down, by the way. Listing the most important goals that you want. Okay? That's what you do. Focus on those goals. Focus it. Write it down. Write what you want. In order. Then figure out how to get there. That's the best talk personal, everybody. If you need some help with any of this, we're here for you. We help clients and others do this every day. 888-99-CHARTER is our hotline. You can call and ask any questions you want. You can also send me a personal note by going to send me an email directly and go directly to investor.com. Click on contact Steve there. Our number one mission in life on Investor is to try to provide answers that will help you. 888-99-CHARTER is our number and we can talk to you right now. Let's get back to your calls on Invest Talk for this Friday, May 18th. The housing market is showing record gains, up to 10% on average in some parts of the country. How to invest in real estate without buying property? That's next time. Do you have a question for Steve? 888-99-CHART is how to reach him right now. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Mona in Fremont. How you doing, Mona? Doing good, Steve. Thank you so much for your show. I really enjoy listening to you. Um, Thank I you. had a question regarding AbV, the pharmaceutical company. Yes, uh huh. Um, they recently offered um, buyback 
in the Dutch tender offer. And I wanted to get your thoughts okay. on whether it's a good time to make use of that tender offer. I don't have much of it. It's about 1% of my portfolio. But um, I was wondering if it's still so a good time to what was, it, what was the offer? What was it the was offer? between 99 to 119 It's selling for one hundred five dollars and ninety eight cents right now, right. and it's not it's not it's not cheap and it's not expensive. The stock is fairly priced. It's a good solid company. Their sales were up twenty one percent in the most recent quarter. The quarter before that was fourteen. The quarter before that was nine. So it's a really good solid company paying a three point six percent dividend. This is Abbey, everybody. A B B V is a vector develops Humira. Pharmaceutical biological treatments for rheumatoid arthritis, for psoriasis, and the Crohn's disease. Mona, did you want to hold on to this thing? Was your intent to hold on to it long term, or just yes, take yes, profits? Yes, long term. That is right. Oh, then I think I just hold on to it. I think it's a good, solid company that's going to be around a long time and make you more money down the road. I do. So okay. I would not say. Thank that. you so much for uh, your uh, feedback, Steve. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for the, thank you for the call. A B B V. I'm just not sure I buy it right now, even though it, it is not overpriced, not underpriced, and it, it's got great a great future. My concern is debt. Notice that I'm watching the debt closely, everybody, because I'm just nervous about the interest rates rising and refinancing debt. But they have huge cash flow. I mean, it's a pretty solid company. 888-99 chart, everybody. Okay, the five things, I got five things that you can, that you do that might or can screw up your 401k. Number one, and by the way, a lot of people do this. I know people do number one, not even use their 401k. Remember, a 401k is offered by a private employer, your private employer, and it's a way to put money aside for retirement that you don't have to pay taxes on. Why would you not use it? Another, another, number two, not invest the money. So you use it. You put money in there, but then you don't invest it. You just let it sit there and cash a money market. That's not very smart. Well, that happens a lot. Number three, not getting the free money. In other words, your employer, many employers will match some of your money. All you have to do is put it in there and they'll match it. Why would you not get free money? And you're thinking that uh, I, I had a seminar and this employer of a small business, he had like 12 or 15 employees, and he said most of the employees did not take advantage of his 401k even though he matched them up to 5%. So if they put in 1%, he put in 1%. If they put in 5%, he put in 5%. If they put in 10%, he would still only do 5%. They didn't use it. And there's something that, number four, trying to time the market. When you have 401k, just put, every time you you put, every time you get a paycheck, you put that money into whatever mutual funds, that solid mutual funds they offer you. And don't try to time it. It doesn't work. And my fifth one is leaving behind orphaned 401ks from old employers. Don't, you got it, don't do that. Either roll it into your new 401k or roll it into an IRA and manage it. Don't just let it 
sit and not be paying attention to it. That's not the right thing. This is, this is common for people to do this one or more of these things. It's not unusual. It's more common than you think. And therefore, you're screwing up your 401k. You're screwing up your own retirement. Why would you do that? Why? Each month, I set aside a day or more to meet with a limited number of pe- listeners here, people, for informational meetings. You can do that. We'd love to meet with you. I'm going to be in San Jose. Be in San Jose. I want to meet with you. It's going to be what? The 6th. I'm going to be in June 6th. Time to end the hour, buddy. I'm financial advisor Steve Peasley. Justin Klein, want to thank you for being part of the show. Really appreciate that. And we'll just, we'll do this again on Monday. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.